Well, good morning. Uh, my name is Steve Tinning. I'm one of the ministers at Lee Road Baptist Church. If you don't know me or if you're new to, uh, to these services, uh, we hope that you feel particularly embraced and welcomed as part of this service wherever uh, you're watching on this first Sunday uh, in Lent. In a minute, I'm going to hand over to uh, Billy and Jerry, two of the members from our church, to lead us in some prayers. Before we do, um, let me just uh, pray these words uh, over us as we come together to meet and worship God. Come, let us celebrate the forgiving, reconciling, extravagant love of God. For once we were lost and felt so far away, now we have been found and welcomed home. God's Love is lavished upon us now and forever. The news of forgiveness and hope is well worthy of our joy and our heartfelt thanks. So come and let us celebrate and praise the God of love. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Shall we pray? Father, we want to thank you for this new day and for this opportunity to meet together. Even though we are all physically apart, we know that you are here right now meeting with each and every one of us through your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for your amazing power. And we especially want to thank you for the hope that you bring through even these tough times, strengthening, protecting and guiding us. Father, we ask for your forgiveness for those many times when we simply forget to thank you for answered prayers, for all of your blessings and goodness, when we forget who you are and all that you have done for us. We praise and thank you for your wonderful promise that you will never leave us. When we are awake, you are with us. When we are asleep, you watch and guard over us. Wherever we are, or whatever we, wherever we travel to, you remain with us. We thank you, Father. We thank you for your infinite mercy and grace. We thank you, Father, for sending your only son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross so that we could have freedom and a loving relationship with you. Thank you for our seasons, the snow, the sunshine, and watching new life in spring. We ask for healing for this world, especially at this time, and thank you for the progress being made by our amazing scientists, doctors and nurses. Help us to set our eyes and our hearts on you. Renew our spirits, fill us with your peace and joy. We love you and we need you this day and every day. We give you praise and thanks, for you alone are worthy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And now back to Andrew and Steve. Thank you so much, Billy and Jerry. We know you're having some connection problems. We're so delighted that we're able to, to bring that, um, that prayer to the church and with the church. How are you doing, Andrew? I'm doing all right, Steve. You? Yeah, it feels like a lovely spring day. I can't help but give you all a weather report when you ask me that question, but it really <laughs> determines the mood of my day. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's lovely outside today. I'm looking forward to going out later on. And how's the half-term break been for the Tinning clan? Yes, yeah, great. It's just it's lovely to have the kids around without the pressure of 
schooling them, <laughs> I must admit, and we've uh, we've made the most of it. It's you know a balancing act as always in 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 uh, in in trying to keep family life and work life um, together. But no, it's been it's been a lovely week actually. How about I yourself? was up at um, Hockley Woods the other day, mm. and it was great to see how many kids were out getting muddy and doing things and falling in puddles and yeah. fantastic. It's good to see people getting we, out and about. We went down to Old Lee yesterday. Um, one of our church members, and Nicola, had uh, uh, set up a treasure hunt for the school ah. and had shared it with a number of the families from the church. And so we went off and on a long walk down there, which was wonderful. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a great week. Yes, yes, been Andrew, nice. we've, we've got loads of people chipping in saying hi. If you're watching through Facebook or YouTube and you've got an account, please do say hello in the comments and, and comment throughout the service on anything that comes to your heart and your mind as you do so. Uh, again, it, there are too many to sort of name, but I'm struck by the geographical uh, breadth of our of our congregation uh, this morning we've got people in uh lincolnshire uh, denise has joined us eliana from italy is is with us and um, it's so wonderful to have you and and this marvelous technology to allow that to um to happen but hi to everyone andy's giving lots of love to jerry's pink shirt we i'm sure none of us missed that but um lots of lovely comments please do keep them coming but andrew you're gonna as we always do you're gonna pose us a question i particularly enjoy this question although perhaps this year it's harder than ever to answer but what's your question for us this morning my my question is what's the best film people have seen in the last 12 months and why is the memory of that film remained with you so steve you and i I know, listen to the same uh, a film review podcast every week. And yeah. uh, I just thought you'll see why later on that I've raised this question. So uh, that's the question we want you to respond to this morning. So do that in uh, the various ways on your different social media outlets. Absolutely. I'll look forward to answering it as well. Uh, Andrew, what do we have next? We've got a, a video, haven't we? We have, as a, as a church, we've been hosting the South Essex uh, LICC Learning Hub. And uh, next month, uh, we're due to have uh, the next hub meeting. It will be online as the last one was. Uh, here's a little teaser video uh, for us to watch that might just uh, encourage us to sign up. So let's have a look at that. 95, 96, 97, 98, 99. 100. No, I'm not in bed today. Uh, I'm doing my, my exercise. I, I wonder what you've been doing to try and sustain yourself during lockdown. It's been so tough, hasn't it? I, I know for me, I was getting into some really bad habits. I wasn't exercising. Um, in the evening, we're eating crisps and drinking wine and, and binging on Netflix. Not, not the healthiest kind of options. So I've started running again and doing a, doing a few press-ups during my working day just to try and keep on top of things. How we sustain ourselves is really important and the next session we have in our learning hub, our third session, is asking the question, how do we develop a spiritual formation culture within a, a whole life disciple-making church? We're going to be meeting together next on Saturday the 13th of March and we'll be meeting from 10 to 1. We'll be doing this session again online, but you'd be welcome to join us. When you think about the spiritual temperature of our country during this time, there has been a lot of interest. We've heard about increased numbers of people praying, increased numbers of people joining with churches 
in their online services. <laughs> it was funny, last month we had suddenly a spike in ours as we saw over a thousand hits on our YouTube service and then we discovered it was some Trump bots who were infiltrating uh, our account. So disappointing and that man has uh, is to blame for so many things, isn't he? But when you think about spiritual formation, the reality is at the moment, they say that in the Christian community, in the church generally, across all denominations, the people today who call themselves Christians are biblically illiterate. And the other reality is that, the, that we've discovered that many Christians don't attempt to practice any of the core practices like prayer or, or Bible reading, let alone any other form of spiritual practice. What's going on? In this session that we'll be looking at, we'll be thinking about how do we develop that culture within our church? In fact, we'll be asking ourselves, how do the regular practices of church, when we join together like communion and prayer and preaching and even the coffee time that we share together afterwards, how do those practices form us for when we find ourselves in our Monday to Saturday lives? How does our time around the communion table shape our life around the office table or the coffee uh, table or the dining table in the midst of our family? We'll be exploring this together uh, in this third session. So come and join us Saturday the 13th of March, 10 to 1. You can get the details from your administrator or from your church pastor and we'll begin the session with a workout. If you want to see your pastor attempt 10 press-ups, then come along and we'll give it a go. I look forward to seeing you there. So, Steve, uh, you're a lot younger than me, so uh, you've got to get practising to do your 10 press-ups. So how do we book in for that? Uh, so we can book in online. Uh, here's the information. So that's the LICC Southeast Essex Learning Hub. Uh, developing spiritual formation and you can book online via www.lrbc.org.uk forward slash bucks office and donate £10 uh, towards the costs of this and then you'll be sent a code and you can join on the day. Work through the booking and right at the end there's that option, there's that ability to donate towards that so uh, please uh, do that. It's uh, going to be on the 13th of March uh, in the morning and uh, we really look forward to Steve uh, being with us and uh, also as many of you as possible. We're going to be joined as usual by other churches in the area as we seek to engage with this question of spiritual formation. So do go to our website, box office, donate £10 during the booking process and you'll be sent a code and you can come and join us on the 13th of March on Saturday morning. We're going to uh, engage in a moment or two again with the story of the prodigal son. For those of you that don't know it, there's a story that Jesus tells of a father that had two sons. One was a, a younger one who went off and wasted his life and then came back and sought his father's forgiveness for all that he has done. And the father just accepted him back uh, in spite of all he had done. And there was an older brother who'd stayed with his father, but he became very resentful. And when his father said to him, look, come and join us in the celebration we're having for your brother's return, he wouldn't come in. And as we continue to engage with that story, Elizabeth is going to read 
a bit of scripture that will help us unpack that even more. So over to Elizabeth. Good morning. The reading is from Ephesians chapter four, and it's verses one and the first to the first part of verse seven. I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given. Now back to Andrew. Well, most of us like a good story, whether it's a novel, whether it's a film, whether it's recounting perhaps a family experience or a celebration. But most of us, if not all of us, if we're honest, like a good story. When we meet new people, we share something out of our life story. That's how we get to know people. Now, one of the advantages of lockdown uh, three is that we can uh, view major new release films from the comfort of our own sofa. We can engross ourselves, if you like, uh, in various stories. We've seen two in the last couple of weeks that have made quite an impact on us. The first is called The Dig. It's the story of the discovery of the Sutton Who treasures. And it's a story not about the treasures themselves, but it's a story of the people around that. It's a story of discovery, of perseverance in the face of various challenges. The other film we've seen is called News of the World. It's the account of a journey across post-War of Independence Texas in the USA. And this too is about people. It's about life and it's about survival. A couple of Christmases ago, uh, we went and uh, were part of something called an immersive Christmas carol. Now, some of you know me well will know that I love the story, uh, Dickens' story of a Christmas carol. And we went to this event where we had a meal and we were part of the whole experience. We immersed ourselves in it, as well, I guess we did as we were watching those films. The message of the extravagant God that we're looking at this moment, at this moment in time is an immersive story. It's one in which we live and find a sense of belonging. It's not primarily cerebral. It's not just a matter of reading it and understanding it. But the message of God is immersive. It's about living. It's about immersing ourselves in our story and God's story. And here God says to all of us, everything I have is yours. This is his extravagant nature coming through. So as we've said, this is a tale of two brothers. The elder son, in many ways, is the third major character in the story. 
And it turns out that he is the one who embodies its main lesson, its main message. Now, he turns out to be just as lost and disrespectful as his younger brother ever was. He just won't admit to that, not to himself, to his brother, to his father or to anyone else. He was actually guilty of a more passive but equally nasty and spiteful and sinister rebellion. And as we see in the story, his actions prove it because he refuses to go into the banquet and he argues with his father. The elder brother's surprise at the return of his brother is perfectly understandable. He didn't expect it. His brother had gone. He'd wasted all his money. So he was understandably surprised when he returned. His extreme indignation, however, is not so easily excused. He clearly had no affection for his brother, but his father was the one with whom he resented even more, perhaps, even though his father states, son, everything I have is yours. The truth is, he was secretly much more of a rebel than his younger brother ever was. Now, Jesus used this story and he used it to illustrate and unmask the original listeners hypocrisy. And for some of us, this story will reveal our hypocrisy, too, because I hate to say this, but many of us are like this elder brother. The story comes down to this, doesn't it? It's a very serious and urgent wake-up call for the, many of us who would call ourselves people of faith, religious people, many of whom are hypocritical and self-righteous. The older brother imagery was a mirror, a mirror in which they could see themselves. And maybe we can see ourselves if we're really honest. Here's the rub. The person who angrily stands outside the banquet and refuses to go in has to face up to reality, that their actions and self-righteousness have excluded themselves from the banquet. Their pig-headedness has done that. The image here is that banquet is the kingdom of God. And the elder brother refuses to go in. He's excluding himself from it. I wonder how many of us are actually in that position. The chief error of the listeners lay in their belief that they sincerely believed that they did deserve God's favour, that they did deserve the Father's favour. Now, what do these two brothers need? What do we need? Well, it's back to the mirror again. The father expresses love equally to both brothers. No conditions, no impatience. Everything I have is yours, he says. And the father's lavish affection makes the younger son's expression of remorse much easier. But meanwhile, the angry, superior, resentful elder son is also offered the same love and grace. Now, even the most religious and moral people need the grace of God. Now, like the Father, God is open to all, offers his love and grace to all. 
dramatically, yet quietly and patiently, God seeks us. I wonder if you're a list person. I used to work with someone who would make lists and then would make lists of lists. I kid you not. I wonder if you're like that. See, sometimes I wonder if we also see that repentance is like a list. But true repentance goes much deeper than just regret for our individual wrongdoing. It's more than just getting the list out and saying how sorry we are item by item. True repentance is much more than this list approach. The elder brother is lost and he's outside the banquet. We know that. But there's nothing on his list. Now, you might say, well, therefore, he's the perfect person and he has every right to be challenging his father and be a, a rather indignant sort of person. Now, no one's flawless. But does our remorse go deep enough? Certainly didn't with the older brother. The issue, the challenge, the problem is this, pride. That was his problem, pride and complacency and self-righteousness. And he puts his father and others in his debt in an attempt to control them. Now, that's radical insecurity here. And I wonder if those of us that sometimes show the older brother characteristics, that's our issue that underneath it we're radically insecure because of something that has happened. That's what's going on here. He's basing his self-image on his achievements and his performance and his self-righteous attitudes. His barrier to going into the banquet is not wrongdoing. His barrier is actually the good things that he's supposedly done. Followers of Jesus need to really consider the reasons we do many things. We are not our own saviour. We are not trying to get around God or get control of him in order to attain our goals. This story helps us in so many ways to look afresh at our drivers, our character and our motives. The antidote to being a prodigal is not just doing good. If we grasp this and follow it through, it can be life-changing. It will affect how we relate to God and others. It will affect our life and our love, our faith, our work, our thoughts and our virtues. Now, this is what the brothers needed in this story, but it's what we need too. This is the result of knowing an extravagant God. And his extravagance is for all of us, younger brother types, older brother types, me types and you types. This extravagant God is seeking us all out. The banquet is ready. The tables are set. The door is open. We're all invited. Everything I have is yours. Now, back to that film, News of the World, that I was speaking about earlier. It stars Tom Hanks. Both of the major characters in this film have to lay down the past. And at the end, there is a new beginning for both of them. There is hope 
for the future. And that's what awaits the two brothers at the father's banquet. That's what they're offered in this story that we call the two sons or the two brothers. And that's the message of God for each one of us. Let me pray. Father God, we thank you that this short story offers us so many insights into our own lives. For those of us who are people of faith, for those of us who are perhaps hanging on to faith by our fingertips, for those of us who are inquiring about faith, we thank you that at the centre of it is this image of the Father who accepts us all. There are no barriers of gender, of race, of social standing, that all of us are offered that opportunity. God is seeking us out and then offers us that opportunity to join in the banquet. The tables are set, the food is ready, the drink is there, the music has been prepared, the doors open. Father, help us to enjoy your banquet, not with any conditions. Help us to understand what we need to be, to be a part of your kingdom. We thank you for your generosity and extravagance. Hear our prayers now, we ask. Amen. Uh, Andrew, thank you so much for those um, refreshing reflections. And, uh, and people have been commenting on, uh, online about the various films with some really interesting choices. Mm. And I'm really going to resist turning this into a film um, review <laughs> podcast at this stage. But just to rattle through some of them. Um, Sue said, A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood, another That's Tom Hanks film. That's a great film. film. That's a really good film. So it's an unusual one. It's about it Fred um, Rogers, who for most of us in the UK probably has passed us by but he's a legend in America, a TV presenter of children's television. It's a really interesting film. Um, Windstorm, that's not one I've seen from Denise. No. Uh, Andy and Ruth have suggested the two, I presume they mean the two new Jumanji films. There's, a, there's a, an original Jumanji film and then two uh, more sort of contemporary versions of it that are really interesting about who we are and how we project ourselves. Really well received by the critics, surprisingly, perhaps. Um, there's a, a little comment about how the Muppets version of the Christmas Carol is the best, but we'll skirt by that. Yeah, um, <laughs> I agree, but Andrew hates it. Um, uh, Gina's got a great one. This is there's a few Christmas films, but Stickman um, is an incredible just children's book that was one of these that's been adapted by the BBC, and it does it tells a story about coming home. This this stick that sort of drifts away from his family and goes on a journey of, uh, of, of finding them again. And uh, if you've not seen it, it's for all ages, and it's probably on iPlayer, I would imagine. And um, shout-outs for The Greatest Showman with some wonderful music in there, Personal History of David Copperfield, which I haven't seen, but I've heard it's really terrible. positive. Oh, terrible. really? Oh, I don't like it. Oh, anyway, what a shame. Anyway, the whole thing here is, is interesting, and there are other things mentioned. These are all stories about people. These yeah. are all stories that we can relate to and, and immerse ourselves in. And yeah. and the point I was making out of the films is that, you know, uh, we sat and watched the films that I mentioned, and you become a part of it. And, and the story of God is the same. And that's what this short story is about. It's about immersing ourselves in it and perhaps seeing ourselves as the younger brother or the older brother 
or we might want to hope that we'd have some of the characteristics of the father. And then as you showed the artwork last week, there's other characters in the background and there's speculation about who they are. And this story is one that is so easy to immerse ourselves in. But I wonder if we recognise our true characteristics as we do immerse ourselves in the story. We all want to be the father figure. We all want to be uh, perhaps the younger brother who's messed up. But what about this older brother? And his characteristics, and we may don't recognise that for so many of us who are people in faith, that's <laughs> actually the person we are. Isn't that interesting? I, I think that's true of so many films. that I, I love a film that's based on its character development. If I care about the characters, that's a film that I'm yes. going to love. It doesn't really matter about the, the budget of the film or all of the rest of it. Because we project ourselves into these characters and we empathise with their emotions. But how often do we empathise and, and relate to the protagonist, to the hero in the story, compared to the number of times we we relate to the the person with a slightly darker character and, yeah. and 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 it's so true and like you say this this story really lends itself to this sort of ignatian entering into the story and putting ourselves and sometimes that's got to be really intentional to say look i it, i'm not proud of the fact that i have moments that are like this character or that character but to be able to sit back and and this season of lent is a brilliant time to mm-hmm. do some of that stuff just to reflect on who we are and to understand and to know ourselves, especially in comparison to this. Just relating to it. Oh, sorry, go on. No, go on. I, I was just going to rattle through a couple more of the films. Uh, <laughs> Linda had said The Trial of the Chicago 7, which was one of the ones I was going to mention. Uh, it's an Aaron Sorkin um, script, which just wins me over from the, from the beginning, but it is about a fight for justice. Uh, the one that I was going to mention was Dark Waters, which, again, in I terms of... I haven't seen that yet. Oh, mate, it's on my list. It's tremendous. It's this story of Rob um, Billet, Billet, who's a, an attorney that takes on DuPont um, in a chemical lawsuit mm-hmm. in America, which doesn't sound completely fascinating, but it is astonishing and because it's a true story it, it, it's one of those that I, I saw it at the cinema actually just before the lockdown happened and I went home and immediately looked at all my frying pans to see if they'd been made out of this chemical that you, you know is it just absorbs you into the story uh, and then the last one that's been mentioned is Parasite by um, Jane Parasite won best film at the Oscars uh, last year and Joe's mentioned it as being warm that is not my interpretation of that film and I, 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 I hesitantly um but isn't that you know, what um, stories are like? And and, and it, you know, it, it's it's like this with the uh, the story of the two brothers. You know, we think it's all warm when if if we read it as a child, it, you know, it was all warm because you know. But actually, there's some really dark stuff in here, <laughs> and, 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 and and not only dark, it's hard hitting. Yeah, and you know, I had to rein back. Let's be honest, I reined back a little bit from some of the things I could have said this morning. Because actually when we dig down into this account and look at the character of the older brother, there is so much like me in it and so much like you and and other people that there's some work we need to do, I think, almost privately if we really look at this account in the way that I think we should that I've underlined this morning. Now, next week, this this was about, you know, What's going on here? Next week, it's 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 about who, and and uh, you know we we sort of I, I won't ruin what I'm going to say next week, but it, it's actually moving on a little bit. But we need to do this bit first. Yeah, this no. bit has to come first. It's easy to skip to next week. 
But if we ignore this week's message, we cannot really engage with what will come in the next uh, okay. next week. Well, hopefully that's whetted everybody's appetite for, for next Sunday and perhaps we need to sit back and, and re-watch what's been shared this week in preparation for it, just to, to hear that message and reflect again on who we are. I'd, I'd really like to be uh, a fly on the wall on some of the home groups uh, this week. <laughs> La- last week, I know there was lots of people making pancakes live and doing all that, and that's great. This week, when they engage with the questions, I'd love to be a fly on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> okay well if you're part of a home group uh brace yourselves enjoy that it'll be really be really really good okay thanks ever so much andrew we're gonna move on into some um notices just to uh help you um uh understand the things that we um, have recognized to be important in the life of the church this week some of these will be extremely familiar to you so i'll i'll rattle through them as quick as we can lent has of course started we are a few days into it now but it's never too late to 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 join in and to uh to perhaps make use of some of the resources that we've been recommending. This uh, devotional book uh, for Lent called Living His Story by Hannah Steele is one that we're particularly encouraging. Uh, There's also some family Lent activity boxes. I know um, Lauren and the team have been sending books around to the families this week and some activities to do in Lent, so hopefully you'll be able to uh, make use of those. Um, This... Wednesday we have an invitation of prayer so uh, every now and again uh, throughout this lockdown period we've been meeting for zoom prayer meetings and zoom communion uh, meetings and the next one is on Wednesday uh, this Wednesday the 24th at 7 30 it's via zoom if you need the link to the zoom hopefully if you're a member of the church or a, a contact of the church you'd have received uh, an email with the link for that if you haven't then please just get in touch with the church and we'll make so- sure that you are sent that next one is the food banks which are open they've been well resourced well used again even today i've just been seeing people making donations bring them on sunday monday and wednesday as ever Uh, those donations are particularly uh, appreciated at this difficult time if you'd like to make a donation to the church please we don't want you to feel under any pressure at all and the only reason i read this out is so that those that are listening uh, on phone or those with uh, hard of sight can't can't read it but um, if you want to donate five pounds you can text the word lrbc or the letters lrbc to 70970 or donate 10 pounds uh, by texting lrbc to 70191 or you can donate any amount through our website lrbc.org.uk forward slash give and all of those donations are gratefully received thank you so much Uh, After the service, we've got a coffee room on Zoom. Again, the link to that is um, hopefully uh, in your email boxes from the e-news that has been sent out to the week. So as soon as this finishes, please jump onto that. And it's a a really lovely time of just being able to see one another and talk familiarly to uh, one another. Please do join us for that. And then, uh, as Andrew said, next Sunday, we'll be meeting again to carry on this series at 10.30 through YouTube and through Facebook Uh, If you're watching on YouTube particularly, please do subscribe um, to the Lee Road feed and share it and like it. Click on the bell, click on anything that looks positive. Look at all these animations that David's put together. It really just helps um, elevate the publicity of of the services and helps uh, get the message out to perhaps those that ordinarily wouldn't have seen it. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. 
May the extravagant love of God, the all-embracing Father, fill our hearts and minds and his embrace hold us when we feel unworthy to be called his children. May the friendship of Jesus, our companion, rid us of any notion that we are nothing. And may we find our home with him in his kingdom. And may the spirit of life release us from a world of duty so that a new joy may well up in our lives. Go into your week proclaiming the story of our Christ in any way you can, serving in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Go in peace and live the church. Amen.